Two player, two player. What's happening? This is your boy Zip G O U L D. Yo, we tapping in for another episode. Man, man, man. What a glorious day. What a time to be alive, man. Let me tell you to see my brother, my fraternity brother, the great one himself, Colin Kaepernick, just closed out. Him and Eric Reed. Eric Reed can't be the forgotten guy in this. He's still playing in the league and really more victorious because he still has a job. Uh, with the Carolina Panthers currently and just signed a long-term deal. But Eric Reed and Colin Kaepernick, two legends in the game. And Colin's definitely gotten more love because as a quarterback, he's the face of the franchise when he was with the 49ers. And he chose to take a knee against all odds. He chose to take a knee during games. And who knew that taking a knee? Something that we who've played football have done since the entire, entire time we played sports. Man, I'm going to take a knee. I will take a knee. And when you choose to take a knee, it's just a two and two. It's a rest. But my man, my man chose to rest. Right? He chose to rest during the game. I'm going to rest not only during the game, but during the, the, the playing of the national anthem. And uh, piss so many people off getting death threats. People are like, yo, you're not a patriot. You're not this. And it's like, yo, he's more than a patriot. He is America. A man of mixed race, white mother, black father. Raised by a white family to see the injustice of the police Gestapo in this country. Killing of black bodies and mishandling of poor and indigenous people all over. You know what I mean? So for him to do that and to have a non-disclosed agreement that he settled out with the NFL, an organization, an employer that he sacrificed, you had to stand up for good. It gets uncomfortable having to stand up for yourself. It gets uncomfortable. It gets unreasonable sometimes. It gets to a point where you're like, man, I'm doing this. Why am I doing this? Man, sometimes you got to do it. And to to see the mind of our people and to see the consciousness of our people that stood with Kaepernick. Some people are like, yo, I ain't watching football never again until Kaepernick on the team. Kaepernick is turning down. He said, I'm not playing football again unless y'all giving me $19 a year. He told the AAF, the new league, that. So I knew, uh, you know, him sticking to his guns. Bill Polian gave him a call. I'm like, yo, we want you to play. He's like, yeah, for $19 million. If you look at the bum catch in the league right now, that's making $18 million, Tannehill, bum. You know what I'm saying? Uh, Nick Foles, all these cats making money. And my cat has been to a Super Bowl. And, uh, and it's proven to be an elite athlete and a world-renowned uh, statesman and someone who cares about his community and cares about the people. So, man, salute to Colin Kaepernick. And if you keep up with the theme of our show, we've been focusing on social justice. Yeah, it's Black History Month. And uh, you look at Carter G. Woodson. He's the creator of Melanated History Month. And the reason I say melanated because the only thing that black is is a legal term in the United States. It is not who you are. So when we want to say black power, there's no black power. Uh, that's just a, another vortex of information to suck us into, to reduce our consciousness, to say that we're just that and we're not that. We're more than just black. We're many shades. We're moreno. We're brown. We're light. We're dark. We're a lot of different shades. But all of that goes back to the divine melanin sequence that has been bestowed upon us from the universal God that give us an advantage through nature on the planet and in this galaxy. So uh, being that the galaxy itself is made up of the same chemicals that are in you. The stardust and the atmosphere are made up of the same chemicals that are inside of you. That is why this is important. That is why the work that we do, the the power we build, everything we're building has something to do with us being in harmony with knowing who we are first. 
and building unity against this and, and, and pushing anti-racism because anti-racism is about pushing together that we are all really more similar than we are different. I'm not against no race. I'm against evil and evil come in all shapes, colors, races, sizes. And so being anti-racism, being against anti-evil. And so for us, we're all about unifying all races. Yeah, we talk about the differences of races. That don't mean that we anti anybody race. We're going to speak on differences because we have to speak with a clarity that allows people to not only uh, check themselves, you know what I'm saying? But for us to check yourself, see, also touch your neighbor with permission. You know what I'm saying? So sometimes you got to touch your neighbor. And sometimes you touch your neighbor by calling out their bullshit so they can recognize it by holding up a mirror to them because everybody's going to see that they fucked up because they used to treat people fucked up and they think it's a way they could do and get away with it. And I know I'm saying a lot of profanity. If you don't like that, peace, love be with you. But, you know, I thank God, man, for the be alive right now, man, in a time like this when we can shine like this and we can connect like this. I can put together a show for you, get in and get this real information. And sure, there's going to be a lot of people listening that might be like, yo, what is this cat talking about? But there's a lot of people that's going to get hip and they're going to feel the wisdom and they know that I'm being authentic and truthful when I'm coming to you. So, uh, man, I'm tuning in live, giving you this direct, this, that one nation, this, that zip, goo, zip, jang, gil, ULD. I'm going to take a break. I'm going to come back, man. Peace. Yo, tip it back in, man. And I do not own the rights to any music I produce on my content. I don't, any music I publish, I do not own the rights to it. That's just Tupac jumping in. We play your cards right. So what's up? It's your boy Zip Goo. I'm back. I'm going to tap in again. But look, yo, man, I, I, I didn't want to go here. My granddaddy always taught me. He was like, yo, never get between a man and a woman. And so I'm not really going to get into a lot of it, but I got to go here because, you know, T.I. dropped a new song. And I'm not even finna, but it was a, a Floyd Mayweather diss. But initially he had called for a boycott of Gucci. And I thought it was like, whoa, you know, he jumped the gun. It's like he saw opportunity. We boycotting this, man. Y'all did blackface and they put the lips around a sweater. And it was some weird shit. And it's $800 sweater that, you know, I don't think poor black people can afford, nor would they buy. It's ugly anyway. Um, but I didn't, nor did I think it was blackface or something. I mean, I think it came in other colors. But short and long is, T.I. said, yo, we're going to go out and we boycott Gucci. And I'm like, yo, on the Keurig brand, they have, I think, YSL, Balenciaga. Uh, and, I, and, and again, you know, if you like stuff, you like nice things, Balenciaga make a bag, I'm going to get my girl a bag. If they, Gucci make a nice bag and she like it, I'm going to get it. It's not buying it because I've seen... Tyrone them with it, or you know, who Beyonce in it? I'm buying it because she like nice thing. I'm gonna support him. I'm gonna shine on her, you know. And if it's some sisters that making some nice leather bags like Gucci, I'm gonna go support them. Especially if it's handmade and crafted and, and, and it's supposed, what it's supposed to be. So I don't think it's a, a level of people saying they're not supporting black business or black luxury designers. I think it's a measure of we need to start creating luxury products. But at any rate, uh, Tip put out a song. Totally disparaging Floyd, saying he don't take care of the community, and I, I don't think that's a fair assessment in the aspect of you know I I'm give you two stories. It's story time. So who want to hear a story? Story time. Story time with Zip. So I'm in the A. I used to be part owner of a club in uh in the middle of the city, and one night this is before I actually uh, jumped in on Dragonfly, but that before then uh, we were behind Visions one night, and his teacher runs up on tip on tip on Ti. And Tip was, you know, he went with no guards. T was, he, I think Tip was still really coming up in the A. It had to be like 03, 04. And he run up on him. And he like, man, yo, man, 
Yo, man, I, I, man, I ain't trying to be disrespectful, man, but you know what, man? You owe a responsibility, man, to these kids, Charlie. He said, man, you know, I teach I teach on the West Side, man. All of the kids know your lyrics, but some of them don't even know how to read, man. What you going to do about that? And then, nigga, T.I., he probably was high, drunk, whatever, because we just coming out of visions. And he be like, Charlie, man, I mean, I ain't, you know, they ain't my kids, Charlie, you know. And so I'm watching this, bro. And it's the one beautiful thing about Atlanta, especially when I came up in the A, man. Like, you could see a lot of shit. So I'm like, wow. And that then made me look at T.I. a little different. Like, he ain't really handle that. And it's like, that ain't no PR situation. That's like, shout out. And he, and he ended up getting a dude down. Like, shout out. I fear you, shout out. Like, I do need to do more. Ooh, ooh. And I don't know if he did it because he like, shout out. I'm going to go to Waffle House. I mean, fuck that nigga. But he shot. He was in his shit. And uh, it was like, wow, this after visions. Two, three in the morning. And so I'm, me and my dog was looking like, wow. And I, he probably remember that shit. But anyway, so that's that point. So then I used to live in an A, man. And I remember living in an A uh, after I graduated college. And, uh, you know, shout out to Morris Brown. Shout out to AUC alumni, baby. You know what it is. Anyway, uh, I remember uh, being on a, uh, living in an A. And uh, I lived on Peachtree in this place called Aspire. And so it was a lot of different celebrities. Being an Idris lived in there. For a minute, uh, my boy, uh, one of one of Tyler Perry's accounts, he used to like rent out a spot in there before Airbnb. He was Airbnb and spots out to people that were shooting projects in the building. So, um, incident to particular, I'm at the concierge. You know, concierge is talk shit. You know, they tell you what's going on. It's like, you know, Floyd's standing here. I'm like, Floyd, yeah, to the other spot, get ready. He's standing here. So, I'm like, damn, that's dope. You know, and I really. You know, I remember Floyd before he retired, Pretty Boy Floyd. I'm like, okay, yeah, you know, cool. I, I was always a fan of the heavyweight. So the lighter weight of boxers, the lower class, I like lighter classes, I didn't really follow. So I knew about Floyd, but my guy was Sweet Pete Parnell Whitaker. You know what I'm saying? He was my cat. And um, so Floyd stayed in the building. I thought it was cool. And, you know, she was like, yo, concierge told me he's trying to get in the music business and woo, woo, woo. And so I remember I'm coming down, I'm coming down the hall, I'm living on the 16th floor. And that girl says, hey, boy. And I look, it, it's tiny. She said, hey, but y'all got a soda machine in the building? I'm like, shawty, man. I was like, no, this is a condos in the damn hotel. You mean, too, y'all ain't got no soda machine in here, shawty? I'm like, nah, shawty, we ain't got no soda machine in here. <laughs> so just funny as shit. And, uh, you know, she in the building. So fast forward, you know, Tip is in his feelings. Was she at the party and fly out there with Floyd? And I didn't know if they was married then or not. But at this time, they wasn't married. And so... Concierge let me know, yeah, yeah, Tiny and Floyd, they get, you know, woo, woo, woo. oh, that's what's up. I ain't, again, not knowing, not even tripping off between T.I. and Tiny, none of that. So, you know, fast forward, T.I. got all this vitriol for this brother because, man, he mad because before they got married, Floyd was hitting that. You know what I'm saying? And so that's why he in his feelings, and, it, and I get it. You know, I've been there. Niggas been there, you know, you, Especially if it's a high line nigga, your girl was messing with before you, man, come on. But at the end of the day, if you really mad at Gucci, why you ain't make a Gucci diss record? Why you ain't put the dude from Casino who was taking the money from Ace and 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 gambling off the money when Ginger was giving it? Why didn't she show that nigga on the cover and call him a fuck nigga? You know what I'm saying? Like, come on, man. It's like, how we get in these situations where we tearing each other down? How we turn each other down? How we turn each other down? Brother to brother, you don't mess with him cool. You don't like his fight. You don't care how much money he got. You sound like a hater. I don't care how much money you got. You always going to be this. I mean, come on. How you sound, man? So just that whole mentality, man, and understanding of what it is that 
we got to do better about is that part, man. We got to stop being so emotional and projecting that same emotion out there. It's just like when Drake made the song and they had to put the the whole thing back on him. And, and, and he gets in his feelings and talking about personal things about Kanye. And then bucking the game up because the game don't have morals. And he talking about how he choked this man's wife until she gagged on it. Come on, man. Like, for real? And then whack 100 coming to the Floyd defense. It just, it's a whole cycle because it's all distraction. So we got to, again, how we going to get on the collective consciousness stream if we're tapped into punitive fights amongst each other over shit that don't really matter? Meanwhile, they established a national emergency to lock down the border. And they're doing all these other things to slow us down. They told me they're going to do a national security call to stop us from having guns. What? So you want to lock the boy, you want to lock us in, and you want to take the gun? Man, this is some real bullshit. And if you don't think it's some bullshit, then you part of the problem. Because you're drinking too much fluoride, you're drinking too much Kool-Aid, you're giving your kids sugary drinks and cereals, and think why the kids ain't going to school shooting each other. You don't give them hugs, you putting tablets in front of them. Oh, yeah, I'm talking to you like I'm your daddy now. You know why? Because we living wrong, man. And until we address how wrong we living as a people, as a human species, or as uh, uh, any species on the planet, because there's multiple species on the planet right now. You know what I'm saying? Until we address that, we playing. You know what I'm saying? And we bullshitting and we playing. And time's up for the bullshit, man. It really is. And people don't want to accept it because it, it takes too much onus to say, oh, I got to control my personal responsibility. But everybody wants somebody to, to take to pick them up and take them there. You're waiting for somebody to come save you. And the answer is you, 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 you are the answer. I'm the answer. You're the answer. We got to change this shit together. And we got to reimagine these conditions. And we got to stop bickering over nothing. If Gucci makes a sweater that is racist, you don't have to wear it. You don't even have to support them. But to call on a boycott for what? Come on, man. We got to, we, we, we playing ourselves, man. And then we getting too caught up on the Trump stuff, man. We letting our mind just get caught up in, in a vicious cycle of nothingness. And how do we get to the next level, man? How do we get there? How do we reimagine and change up? What's been done to us all this time? How do we really go and, and, and take it over the top? How can we be so smart and loving towards a brother like Kaepernick, but then turn around and bash each other because somebody choosing to shop where they want to shop? Now, I'm about group economics. I'm about people shopping together culturally. The Jews do it. The Chinese do it. The black dollar stays in the community for six hours. Everybody else community rotate 27 days, multiple days. How can we make our dollar flow together? We got to stop fighting. We got to start caring about each other again. We got to even, even, even if you don't really care, start acting like you care. Act as if. You know what I'm saying? It's old, one of my favorite books by, uh, by uh, Michael Victor, uh, my Michael, uh, Mike Roberts Sr., uh, and it's called Action Has No Season. Action Has No Season. You know what I'm saying? And I'm going to do a show on Action Has No Season too because it's really a blueprint 
on how to create and be an actioneer, how to take action and stop waiting. Stop. Why are you waiting? What are you waiting on? Because you got one life, man, and you owe it to yourself to be happy and not to be fighting with people about shit that they're going to do anyway. It's time to start getting smart, being wise. And it's a lot of shit coming down, man. Like I ain't like I have to. I'm hitting y'all with this because it's so much real shit. I gotta jump down. I'm bringing on the guest next week. We're gonna get into this crypto. Uh, we uh, and I'm gonna change up a little bit and we're gonna talk about this crypto. But I'm gonna come back, man. I'm gonna give y'all some two player. Hey, I don't own the rights to this music, but I'm gonna let y'all hear the Migos. Holler at y'all in a minute.